everyone. Welcome to the Strive Podcast, a community dedicated to helping women become the best version of themselves by relying on Jesus Christ and uniting with other women. Today, we are dishing out practical, helpful, and tangible tools to help us all along our discipleship journey. My name is Abby Harding, and I am your host here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Strive Podcast. Uh, for those of you who are new here, my name is Abby and I am so grateful that you decided to tune in today. This episode was a very anticipated one for me. Um, I knew the second that I started this podcast, um, I really wanted to do an episode all about my four years in college and um, some things that I've learned and to just kind of share some memories, share some stories and kind of reminisce. Um, But this upcoming week is a big one for me because I am officially graduating with my bachelor's degree in communications and I am so excited and as you can probably imagine a little nervous too but um, my college experience has been an amazing one full of ups and downs and I really wanted to sit down with all of you and take a quick break from finals and studying and just kind of talk about it. What what the heck happened? <laughs> um, I have broken down six tangible things that I've learned in my first two years of school. And then next week, I will share six more things from my last two years of school because they kind of feel like different chapters, honestly. Um, so right now, we are just focusing on my freshman and sophomore years. And you might be thinking, well, Abby, um, I'm not in school. So like, why does this apply to me? But um, these six and I guess in total 12 pieces of advice are things that I have learned while being in college, but honestly, they didn't really have anything to do with academics. Um, it's a lot of like interpersonal and spiritual things. And these 12 things really helped me shape me into the person I am today and the disciple I am today. So here's kind of the timeline. So my first semester was fall 2018. And then I went for a year and then I went on my mission and then I came home about like a couple months or so after that and then I went back to school and finished my sophomore year so fall 2018 seems like a long time ago there's just a mission in between (laughs) so uh, let's go ahead and get started but before we do um make sure to click follow on this podcast um it's a great way to be able to be kept in the loop about when new episodes come out they come out every Sunday morning but you'll get like an alert saying that um, which is super helpful and you can also follow along on Instagram at strive with Abby just one word And that is a great place to kind of see the behind the scenes of episodes and a little bit more information there. So totally go follow if you aren't already and let's go ahead and jump into it. Point number one is to stand in holy places and holy environments. So here's a little bit of the story behind that. And I'm kind of framing these points with like the idea of like, if I could talk to my younger me, this is what I would say. So here's the story that I wish my younger self knew is Um, I was very, very lucky to have so many friends throughout my life. And I remember when coming to school, it was kind of like starting over and that terrified me. I worked so hard for, you know, 18 years to make these friendships with people either in my high school or junior high or when I moved. And it was terrifying to not have them next door or like in my community anymore. So it's hard to start all the way over. But I really wanted the quantity of friends and I felt like it was a badge of honor to be at school and to be like oh well I can hang out with this person or I can hang out with this roommate or I could do this or I could do that and I kind of liked the idea of having multiple people that I was friends with and that I had relationships with and that I could see so like I said I wanted quantity so I was looking everywhere I would talk to everyone (laughs) and eventually I found a new friend group 
and they were so fun. They were a hoot. <laughs> um, but one day they asked me to go to a party with them and I didn't really feel like it was the right place to be and the right place to go. But I was like, they're fun. Like it should be a fun time. You know, it's Friday night. And it was like right before Christmas times. So it was a little bit before finals week and things like that my freshman year. Um, but um, they were like, okay, meet us at our apartment complex next door. And then we'll walk over together across the street to this party. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I walked over to them, we started walking, and we had to cross the street in the crosswalk to get there. And I was following them, and the spirit was just tugging. It was like, you shouldn't go to this, you shouldn't be hanging out with these people, and you know it. And so I started getting a little nervous, and I started fidgeting with my young woman medallion necklace, because, you know, when I'm nervous, I fidget. And so I was just kind of twirling it around my finger, and I guess I was doing it kind of aggressively. So the main temple charm on the necklace fell off in the middle of the street and I was bending down to pick it up and a car out of nowhere came and almost like ran me over and like I said it was around Christmas time so there was like ice and snow and it was crazy and I, I moved out of the way and it was fine but the car ran over the necklace charm and smushed the, smushed the temple into like a million little pieces if you don't know what the Young Woman Medallion necklace is, Google it. It's really cute. <laughs> I wish I still had it, but it was crunched night and it was gone. And I had the chain, but that was it. And it was very dramatic and very symbolic. And I watched my friends, in air quotations, friends, and they just kept on walking, kept on walking across the street into the complex. I didn't even notice that I wasn't there. And I just kind of stood in the middle of the street, just like holding these gold pieces in my hand and it was a very dramatic symbolic moment like I said and so seeing the temple charm crunched in my hand was so shocking and was such like a light bulb moment like this isn't what you should be doing and I know personal progress really isn't a thing anymore but I just adored it I thought it was so fun and it really strengthened my testimony I learned so much about faith divine nature, individual worth, knowledge, choice and accountability, good works, integrity, and virtue, and those things, those pillars kind of turned me into the disciple I am today. And so from high school, um, and you know, you how it worked is you had to basically work for this necklace. You had to do all these different activities and sign them off, and you had to um, do these big projects, and it was this whole big thing that I was working on for like five years or whatever, and it was gone. It was crunched in my hand. And it, it was tragic. And so anyway, I really started evaluating where my life was and I tried to go back home. And like I said, I never saw them again <laughs> and they never reached out to me. And, but I knew, I knew I wasn't going to a holy place and a holy environment and where I should be. And so I, I knew my values. I knew what I needed to do and I went back home and it was fine. And uh, yeah, my Friday night was spent inside instead of at a raving party, <laughs> but I think that's what I needed. I needed to really remember where I was and what I was doing and who I am. Okay, point number two, your status does not define you. So being away from high school friends was actually quite a bit of adjustment and I wanted to keep in touch with them. And since I was born in the 2000s, the best way to keep in contact with people is social media. And like I mentioned earlier, friends, like I really valued friends, especially that phase of my life um but that was like friends were everything to me and so 
since social media was such a big thing, I would purposely go do things I didn't want to do so I could like post about it. And like if someone invited me to do something and I was like, oh, I'd rather like stay home. I'd be like, nope, I can't do that. I have to go do this. And I wanted my old friends as well as my new friends to be like, yeah, Abby is so cool. She is so awesome. And in doing this, I I wanted to create this narrative of what people thought of me and I used social media to be able to craft it. And I was looking through my camera roll in preparation for this episode and it's just cringe. It's so cringy. <laughs> um, I did so many things that made me unhappy and I wish I just could go back in time and just shake younger Abby and be like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> like, it's okay to not go. It's okay to not take that picture. It's okay to chill. Um, but if you really do want to do that with those people, you, you better be doing it for the right reasons. You know what I mean? And so I feel like I put a lot of value in social media and like the status around it. And in those pictures, oh my gosh, <laughs> I look so posed, so fake, so miserable. And there are pictures in my camera roll too that I was going through of me like hugging people, like posing with other girls. And I have no idea who they are. Literally no idea. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know why to put it to them. I don't know if I was like, oh, if I take this picture and post it, then it looks like I have more friends. Like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, but it's, it was hard too because I wanted that status not only just on social media, but like in relationships and friendships and everything. I wanted to to really get that across. And I wanted people to talk about me positively. Um I don't know where that internal desire came from. I don't know if I've just always been like that. Um, but I really didn't understand the value of worth and how God views me versus how the world views. And I think that's easy to like plaster on a bumper sticker or like on a Hobby Lobby canvas, but it's so much more than that. Like you don't have to put on this show. You just have to be like authentic. And I remember towards like the middle of my freshman year, what, like my favorite memories of that time of life was with my roommate Anna and Anna and I would order Domino's like maybe like once twice a month here and there um but we'd watch a tv show that we just adored it's called Smash it's like a BYU or not BYU it's like a Broadway like tv show I guess and it was like this drama of how they're putting on this show on Broadway and behind the scenes and it was like all scripted and fake but we ate it up and it was like such a wholesome show but I just loved watching it with her it was so much fun and I looked forward to it and it was just just a party (laughs) and so I feel like that's the memory that I remember not the one I plastered on social media so Anyway, I feel like if I could talk to my younger self, I would either say delete social media because it's hurting you <laughs> or I would say use it correctly and you you don't need to prove a point and you do not need to make yourself sound or look better to other people. You just need to be your authentic true self. Okay, so point number three is get good sleep. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this one compared to the other ones just because I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Um, but I stayed up so late in college, my first year, so late. I don't know why. And then in turn, that would mean I would wake up late. And I just, I liked nighttime. I thought it was fun to chat with roommates and hang out and do things at night, even though my college town shut down at like 8 p.m. <laughs> um, but I couldn't figure out why I was so tired during the day. And like, I just didn't get everything done that I wanted to and things like that. And I just was wrecking myself. And I decided that, you know, maybe it's my sleep schedule. And of course, I figured that out the last day of my freshman year before going on my mission. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, just had that thought cross my mind. But I really regret not getting good and adequate sleep at night. Um, it's definitely a game changer. And it's also a commandment from God. Um, he created our body, so he definitely knows how they function best. But in Doctrine and Covenants chapter 88, verse 24, it says, um, Cease to sleep longer than is needful. Retire to thy bed early that ye may not be weary. Arise early that your bodies and your minds may be invigorated. And at that point in time, my body was not invigorated and neither was my mind. <laughs> and so I think if I could talk to younger Abby, I would tell her to get good sleep. Even if all your roommates are chatting or even if something fun is going on, definitely value that time to get good rest. So now we're moving into sophomore year. So those are the first three points. Um, it was stand in holy places, your status doesn't define you, and then get good sleep. And now we're moving into more sophomore year vibes. So the timeline of this is right after my mission. So I did my freshman year, did a mission, and now we're coming back. So I had about a month in between coming home and then going back to school. And my school is far away from my home, so it really was like up and move, right? Get on an airplane, things like that. So point number four is be patient. And the reason why I say that is because I had such a hard time adjusting from my mission. I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But I just really struggled with it. And I thought things would come to me so quickly. I thought school and academics would come back quickly. I thought routines would come back quickly, things like that. And it was so hard. The other thing I really struggled with being patient with was revelation. You know, my mission president gave me personally so much revelation about where to go every six weeks. He knew who my friends were going to be like in my district. He knew who my companion was going to be. He knew where I was going to be, right? And it was all decided for me. And I think I really struggled with now making my own decisions that were so big like that. You might got pretty good at the little decisions like, like what lesson should we teach this person? Or should we go down this street or that street, you know? But something as big as my own life was daunting. And I had to make so many big decisions coming back. And so I had to be patient with revelation and also patient with myself. And I loved this quote from Preach My Gospel. It says, patience is the capacity to endure delay trouble, opposition, or suffering without becoming angry, frustrated, or anxious. It is the ability to do God's will and accept his timing. When you are patient, you hold up under pressure and are able to face adversity calmly and hopefully. Patience is related to hope and faith. You must wait for the Lord's promised blessings to be fulfilled. And the hardest part about going or coming home from a mission, I guess, is people always ask, well, like, now what? You know, beforehand, people would say, oh, where are you going on your mission? Or like, during the mission, when it was time for me to come home, people would ask me, oh, what are you doing when you get home? And I was like, oh, I'm going to BYU-Idaho. And people are like, great, <laughs> you know? And now it's like, oh, what are you doing now? And it's like, oh, I'm in school. And they're like, well, what are you doing now? I'm like, oh, I'm in school. And they're like, well, what do you plan to do with school? Who are you going to marry when you're in school, right? And it's just like these so many questions that I did not have the answer to. And it was really hard to, to be okay getting asked them. I really struggled with, you know, people had the best intentions asking me. It wasn't mean and it like wasn't malicious, but I just had a really hard time with being patient to know what my next step is. And going back to the quote, I love the where it says without becoming angry, frustrated or anxious with the future. And I felt all of those. <laughs> and sometimes I still do. Right. And that's OK. And so I think the biggest piece of advice I'd give to like fresh off the mission sophomore Abby is just to be patient and everything will work out. Okay, point number five. This one's a really hard one for me to talk about, and I've recorded it like three or four times, <laughs> um, but we're just going to go for it. 
So number five is never put your own agenda above the Holy Ghost promptings. Let me say that again. Never put your own agenda above the Holy Ghost promptings. So when I think back to the middle of my first sophomore semester, I shiver. It was so hard for me. And looking back, I am definitely the one that made it hard. And when chatting about my struggles with close friends and family, I always put the blame on other people and other circumstances and even blamed God. And I kept on putting these expectations on myself. And I had this agenda of how I wanted my life to go. And I remember getting this prompting over and over and over and over to do this one small thing, which at the time sounded like my world was about to crumble. So I ignored it for days. And then those days turned into weeks And then those weeks turned into months and it sucked. It sucked so bad and it literally made me sick. Like I was ill for like a long time. And I genuinely thought that I knew better than the Holy Ghost. I hated waking up in the morning because I knew my first thought would be this very difficult prompting. And I hated going to bed at night because I knew I wouldn't fall asleep. And I knew I would just be thinking about it. And it was horrible. And, you know, I can play the Holy Ghost, but I knew deep down that I would not win. And secretly, I think I wanted to be acted upon rather than acted. Um, I, I waited and postponed actions, like secretly hoping that something would change just automatically and I wouldn't have to make this big decision. And, it, oh my gosh, and it changed. It changed so hard. <laughs> and I was just miserable. Oh my gosh, coming home from a mission, I really did think I had all the answers and truthfully I had zero of them and it's like that oh how does it go that Taylor Swift song where it says um a person can know everything at 18 but nothing at 22 that's what I felt I felt like I knew nothing and then one of my mission friends posted the scripture on her Instagram story and it's found in Jacob 4:10, and it says seek not to counsel the Lord but take counsel from his hand and I put my phone down immediately and put took out my paper paper scriptures um because at that point in time I was definitely using my phone as an escape from my chasing mind and so having a scripture come into my feed was like a lightning bolt especially one as serious as this one and I opened my paper scriptures and read the verse and I felt so stupid (laughs) I was truly counseling the Lord on every angle and I was tired I was so tired of running from God And I said probably one of the deepest, most heartfelt prayers I've ever said in my entire life on that little dorm bed. And it felt like the end of a marathon. I think that's like the best way to describe it. Like I was out of breath. I was worn out from chasing this agenda that I thought was best for me. And I could feel the Savior near me again. And he wasn't pushing away. I was definitely the one pushing away. And I feel like to show how perfect of an ending the story is the best way to capture the joy I felt is in Alma 37 37 and I've told you guys before this is my comfort scripture but it says counsel with the Lord in all thy doings and he will direct thee for good yea when thou liest down at night lie down unto the Lord that he may watch over you in your sleep and when thou risest in the morning let thy heart be full of thanks unto God and if you do these things ye shall be lifted up at the last day and the ending of the story is I followed the prompting, you know, as I should have done way before. <laughs> um, but it it was hard, but it wasn't as hard as I made it out to be. And it wasn't worth getting sick over. And I'm just really grateful that the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ never gave up on me. I think it would have been very easy to. 
especially because I was being super stubborn and I didn't really know that I was being stubborn at that time. Um, but it brought so much good in the end. And I'm so grateful for all the lessons I learned during those months of time. Okay, last tip of advice I have for sophomore Abby is to savor the good and write down the good. Technically, that's two things, I guess, but we're just calling it one. So that experience I had, I just told you about um, was my first semester back from college. And now we're going to be talking about my second sophomore semester. And this semester was by far my favorite semester of college literally ever. So many good things happened. Um, But one of the biggest best things that happened was Ben, my now husband, finally came home from his mission and we were able to spend so much time together. It was so good being with him. I knew that one day we'd get married and we did and it's freaking awesome. Um, But he lived about three hours away. And so um, we would get all of our mutual friends together and just go on fun weekend trips to see each other. And those memories I hold so close to my heart, even though we were doing long distance until he came up here to school Um, We always did scripture study um, on FaceTime at night and my paper scriptures are full of Ben Harding quotes, (laughs) he said during those FaceTime calls and I just loved it and I'm so grateful that he re-entered my life at the most perfect time. My biggest regret though was not writing anything down. I don't know what was going on. Um, I've been slowly going back and writing in journals about how special a semester we had Um, and journaling is so important because like our personal records and they're so sacred and sentimental. And I truly think that I had to go through that personal turmoil this semester before because it crafted me and molded me into the person I am today and the person I was that semester. And I needed to struggle because I needed that refiner's fire to prepare me for Ben and the amazing future we have and, um, the friends that I met that semester and the memories I was able to create, um, I got to do so many fun things. You know, I went to Yellowstone with some of my closest friends, which was probably one of my highlights. Um, ben and I got to travel all over Idaho and Utah because that's the states we were living in at the time. And I got to see so many fun things I've never seen before and just all these experiences. And it was just such a fun time. My grades were awesome. <laughs> I was taking some of my favorite classes I've ever taken. And I think it was because I had so much negative. I really appreciated the good and the positive a lot more. So That's my last tip of advice is to savor the good that you have and to definitely write down the good that you see. Well, everyone, thank you so much for coming down memory lane with me. I can't wait to continue this journey next week to go over my junior and senior year. Um, But make sure you are following the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you don't miss it. Um, It will come out next Sunday. But before I go, let's go ahead and review those main points just one more time. So number one is to stand in holy places. Number two is your status does not define you. Number three is to get good sleep. Number four is to be patient. Number five is to put never put your own agenda above the Holy Ghost promptings. And then number six is to savor the good and write down the good. But before I go, I want to end with the strive goal. It's tradition here. Um, so my strive goal this week, other than graduating, is to endure to the end and give it my best work. I still have a couple finals and a couple projects to go and I need to continue to give it my all. Um, My goal is to not be lazy with these last assignments and I'm just so grateful for the education and the experiences I've been able to get here at school and I can't wait to see what the future holds. But I invite you guys to ponder your strive goal as well and accomplish it and just remember how awesome you are. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks so much. Hey 
everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Before you leave, it would mean the world to me if you left a little review. It's at the top of the screen on Spotify or the bottom of the screen on Apple Podcasts. Um, This helps people be able to find the podcast easier. So make sure to let me know what you think. And I really hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Strive to become the best version of yourself because you are loved.